everybody, I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. I'm joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. Hallie, good morning. Life is full right now. Life is I, full. I was waiting for you to ask me the question, how are you? And I would have said. I know. Life, Life is, is full. full. It is full. It is full. It is full. It is full of challenges. It is full of opportunities. It's full, full of questions. Yes. <laughs> right? It's full of... Um, Fun. It is, and it's actually full of coldness today. It's oh, actually you're cold. F- well, not like today, like oh. and, like personally, but like it's like I was in Austin. It was 93. I flew back, and it was like 40 degrees. Yeah, it's like 40 this It's morning, like yeah. full on fall. Yes. Which is actually quite I love wonderful. It. I yes, love fall. Me too. Yeah. I do. Who doesn't like putting on a hoodie, by the way? Because I, you know, that I love hoodies. Well, not everybody enjoys the hoodie. I know. I've actually had them in my closet, and I've just been staring at them every day because it's been too hot to wear them. Because we've had a lot of hot weather here, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I get to break out my hoodies again. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to get you that uh, that one that I don't know if it was the brand a spiritual gangster. Brad got me that. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, it's, that's it's a whole brand. It. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was pretty. It's actually really comfortable too. Yeah. Okay. It's comfortable for like your pajamas. Comfortable. Oh, you're not gonna wear it. Wear it. To the- yeah, <laughs> yes, no, it's probably. a very thin. Yeah, like, it's like a yeah. Um, exactly. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what it's comfortable for. It's a loungewear. Yes, it is for women. Wear. <laughs> women <laughs> probably no, it's still it's, I think, it's, I don't still, think it it's still comfortable <laughs> whatever it is it's still comfortable um okay somebody actually what? sent me over on this conversation that somebody sent me over this these, these really like sweatpants and, and things that are like for athletic wear but they're supposed to be used for like sweatpants you can wear all day yeah joggers and, yeah exactly what they are and um I, they're really comfortable but i don't know how anybody would wear those things like in public in public um, well, somebody at Project U, I was going to shout him out. He probably wouldn't care if I did, um, wore those kind of pants. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? I think so. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are we going to focus yes, let's, now? Let's okay. focus. We're going to answer a question that we posted, I think a couple of weeks ago on social media and got a lot of really interesting responses. So we thought we'd kind of talk about it a little bit because I think you can interpret the question a couple of different ways. So here's the question and... I'll let you go. The question is, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? So what would your answer be, Hallie? Well, I do know how old I am. I'm 36. And my answer immediately is 35. And why? And I'm probably interpreting the question like more about You're what, age, yeah, what yes. age would I want to be forever is how not, I that interpret. That actually wasn't the question. That's so, how I'm interpreting the question. Well, you change the question around. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Yeah. I would say 35. Yeah, but you said it for the different reasons. You said you'd be 35 because that's what you want to stay at. Correct. But I also just feel oh, like yeah, you're, I'm you're like a 35 year old, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's awesome. I feel like I'll always kind of be that. Why? I mean, what is, I'm just curious about what's 35 for you. How do you know that 45 is not better? Well, I don't know yet, I guess. I know. So how do you know that you want to well, make life, such conviction <laughs> to be at this age? I'm just curious. How old would you be if you didn't know? I mean, it's um, it's an interesting question. How would you answer it? <laughs> You're trying to deflect right here? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, I'm actually curious to why would you want to pick 35? Yeah, because um, for a couple of different reasons. Um, the first word that comes to mind is stability. Yeah. Very stable in my mm-hmm. relationship. I at that point I'd been with Bill for what seventeen years. Yeah, very stable in all of my relationships and with my personal life, my mm-hmm. family. Um, in a good spot. Career, yeah, great. House, solid. Finances, yeah. great. Like just stable. Yeah, 
you know it's funny and, and yet still have all of my life yes to, look, to go to, for, to look ahead for, yeah, to yeah, yes yes assuming you get there you know the, the th <laughs> thanks you're welcome well, you, just don't know. Try, yeah. you know it's funny because some people a lot of people didn't answer it that way right like hey i'd yeah. want to do this but it's funny people went back to a memory nobody says now which i thought was kind of fascinating nobody said i'm just happy to be right where i want to be yeah, that's interesting. I guess I kind of feel that way because I'm the age is pretty close to my don't don't age. try to jump up to the question now. Like you said, you were 35. I'm just it was yeah. really interesting that I noticed that when I read that, like nobody said, well, I'm actually really happy to be where I am right now. So it means yeah. that people are still living a future or past event. Right. Yeah. Some people were like, hey, I can't wait till I'm a certain age or I really most people went backwards into a time that had a memory yeah. that was wonderful. And that had a, and it was there instead of actually making the present moment wonderful. I just I'm not that wasn't yeah. the whole point of the thing. And that's not right. That's actually a question. question. But I just thought that was an interesting takeaway. Yeah. People always went back to some previous time. In fact, it's interesting because I just turned 40 and people said, hey, the best time of my entire life was the decades in my 40s. Yeah. And then, you know, Maya Angelou is, I love the way she said, she goes, every, I was in my 40s and I thought that was the best year. Then I was in my 50s and I thought that was the best decade. And then my 60s were absolutely just amazing. I didn't think they could get any better. And then my 70s were just off the rocker. Yeah. And the way she yeah, says it, I'll that. never forget that whole, whole you know. Um, yeah, but you know, I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say some people answered the question, which I thought was interesting. Well, I think it's because everyone has a different interpretation of what age means. Mm -hmm. So if somebody, it was almost like it represented something. So I'm just kind of yeah, giving up and giving Physicality. an example. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody might've said 21 exactly, because yeah. they were at their peak yeah. fitness and they, and maybe they still are. Yeah. So they are like, that's how old I am. And, or and that's actually not the point I was going to make about a memory. I was actually going to make the point more of when you're in your twenties, you're it's supposed to be that physically, most physically fit time. Yeah. So if somebody now in their 60s is that super, super physically fit, they might then say, well, I'm 21. Yeah, they extrapolate that. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. I think I'm in the best shape of my life every year that I keep getting older. And, yes. uh, and I think that's really cool. I think it's also because lack of stress, um, the eating gets continued to be refined year after year after year, mm -hmm. right? All those type of things um, and consumption and just sleep, exercise, all that stuff just becomes, uh, I, th I think, I think so no matter where you are, you can say, well, I can do any of that right now, right? That's what's preventing you from doing that. I always ask that question. People bring stuff up like that. I'm like, well, what's preventing you from doing that right now? Yeah. Um, but the, the whole point of the question, right? How old would you be or how old do you think you are um, if you don't know how old you are? It, it, the whole essence of this is it, it originates from a Zen Buddhism type of question, right? Which is a, they're, they're called koans, right? And a koan is designed so that you can't actually answer it with your mind. And probably the most famous koan that's out there is what is the sound of one hand clapping? Right. That's the way, if you were ask anybody that's in that field, that would, that would be the question. Like what's the most famous koan, right? And a koan is K-O-A-N, right? And it's just, what is the sound of one hand clapping? The additional question you can ask is, is how old are you? If you don't know how old you are. And the reality is if everyone went to their, most people would go to their head and try to answer it again, memories. So that's mm -hmm. funny. That's just because this actually doesn't exist. It exists somewhere, but it's not like it's, it, people can't open it up and see your memory bank. I was going to say memories, but also just conscious thought. Yeah. Well, too, this, you're right? going to your mind Correct. to think about it, yes. right? Which is what we're trained to do in our, in, in particularly Western societies go there in Eastern societies. And this is where it originated from. It's been going on for thousands of years, by the way, Cohen's were written on walls early on in the day. Um, and it was, it was designed to, um, uh, foster faster growth towards enlightenment. Right. Enlightenment, again, doesn't mean you're an enlightened master. There's many different levels of enlightenment. Um, enlightenment is just more of like, I'm awake, I've merged, like there's awakened beings. Enlightened being means I recognize that there's something much more than me. And these questions can't be answered the way they're supposed to be answered 
with intellectual mind. And so if you're actually practicing Zen Buddhism and they ask you this question and you said, um, I want to be 35, they might give you a literal smack with a ruler, <laughs> right? Like, you know, light yeah. one, like, yeah. hey, that's not the whole point. Think about it some more. They don't mean think about it, just like go ask the question. And part of the process of actually going through there is to realize I don't need the mind to answer that question. And I can actually just have a knowing of the question in the no, and I'll, we're going to get there. But that knowing of the question eliminates the thinking of the conscious mind. And then it becomes a knowing of what that answer truly is. And that's, that was the path it has been used many times now, like the sound of one hand clapping. What is it? Somebody be like, well, I know exactly what it is. And they hit two hands. They do this stuff. They come up with, even if you came up with the most intellectual, correct answer with the best use of the words that you could do or describe all this, it's still wrong. Cause you're still going to something that can't give you the answer. It'll come up with one and it'll dance around the edges and it'll be really, really clear. and It'll be perfect, but it's still not the answer you're looking for because knowing cannot be described with intellectual mind can koans have right and wrong answers um i don't know if there is an answer that's the thing it's not an answer the way you think of an answer like well, you hey you said my answer is wrong well so <laughs> yeah oh, it's more of a lighter term of saying that yes. i think the well you're missing the context i guess it would be a better yeah. way of saying that then right just lightness is wrong but you're missing the the reason of asking the question in the first place so how might you answer that question well you can't answer it right you just know it and once you know it and the knowing it's hard to explain like what does an orange taste like to somebody who's never tasted an orange what is it what does a rainbow look like who's somebody who's blind explain that to them you can't until they know it, but you can try. You can. Yeah, absolutely. That's what people do. People, that's what you do. People try to explain it and they may be a pointer finger and they may give them some help, but all of that's irrelevant because then you're just using your mind for you to try to analyze what words they use and what that word means to you and what that means to them and how that can be in there. And then you kind of put it in there and you just, all you're doing is thinking. So the whole point is to actually move away from the thinking mind yeah. and go beyond the thinking mind, which is where an enlightenment or awakened being lives. Remember, enlightenment or enlightened being uses the mind as a tool, not the, not the mind using you to run or control the narrative of your life. And that's what happens when you try to answer it with that is it's telling you what the answer is. Do you know the answer to that question? Yes, I do. There's a knowing of the answer of that, right? But you can't explain it. You can't. Well, you can you can try to with different words, right? There's this a lot of the and there's actually like a famous answer that you can have for that, but they don't like you sharing it because it's not there. But there's there's a sense you can use with words that describes it, even the sound of one hand clapping, right? That's a, the answer out for that one is pretty common. Yeah, it is everywhere. Yes. Which is? Well, it's it's basically saying that like the sound of the whole universe is clapping yes. and the whole, whole universe in itself is one gigantic contraction, one clap. It's not you individually yeah. clapping. It's I would never have intellectually clapping. gotten to that answer. Yes. Well, <laughs> but the, the thing is, 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 is because you can't really like, but, and then, it, but you have to experience that knowing to understand yeah. what that really, that answer is. Because right. if I say that and people go, oh, I get it. No, what you've gotten is a concept, conceptual, abstract a answer that you're using your mind to define for you. That's what people need to take away from all of koans in general or any of these questions is that you're still using your mind to formulate a new concept or an image instead of actually getting beyond that, which is where, again, an awakened being, an enlightened being, because that's really what koans are designed for. I mean, actually, it's funny because the definition <laughs> I looked at before, a de definition of a koan is a paradoxical antidote or riddle used in Zen Buddhism to demonstrate the inadequacy of logical reasoning and to provoke enlightenment. Mm, yeah. And so like you, the whole point of koans is to, to realize 
the mind can't take you to where you're trying to go if, in this context, your path is enlightenment or awakening. It, your mind will never take you there. The mind will just answer something and keep you attached to it. So the whole point of having these techniques, which is all they are, is to get you to go, I can't use the mind there. And so it starts putting your awareness on something beyond your mind. And as you put your awareness on something beyond your mind, it starts to open up a new dimension, which is the, the growth of consciousness within you, which then you can start seeing it and you know it at that stage. As you start to know that, you then you realize what the mind actually is. That's the whole provoking of enlightenment. What do you think? I just want to know the answer to the question. I know. Well, that's and, <laughs> and the thing is that people that are more analytical and more yeah. intelligent want more answers. Yeah. Right. They want more. They want they want substance answers of the physical thing. And that and and, and if your but if your path is awakened or enlightenment or a future your consciousness, it can't be answered in that way. Just like, how do you explain love to somebody, right? I don't mean any type of love that you want. Love for a kid, love for an animal, love for nature. It doesn't matter, right? Love for you know, a human being. Yeah. I, I've, it, yes. How do you describe that in words? Well, you can get really, I get it. Like you can get really close. But until somebody experiences until you that. experience, you don't really truly know but you can, but once you know, you go through words, absolutely. To, they're to they're pointer it. fingers, right? If yes. like, it's like, and the, some people explain it better than others. And totally. I mean, well, and the thing is and better than others. Some Although people I was going to say that's also completely yeah, subjective. Cause some people yeah. hear it differently yeah. and they go, you go, I didn't get it at all. And somebody else goes, I got it clearly. Right. I mean, every time we well, teach it's based on your own exactly. experiences and your own various knowings along the way. That's exactly right. So, I mean, that's the, the beauty about, um, koans and you should, people can think and meditate. That's what they would say. They say it wouldn't, I'm sorry. I misspoke earlier. They wouldn't say go think about this. They say go meditate on it. Yes. That's and, and that's, it's cause it's the whole point is to get out of your is the, the, the logical reasoning mind that you have, which is a great tool and a wonderful one. It got us to where we are today and able to even record this podcast. If you don't have conversations to this language, all that stuff. But when you go meditate on it, it's to say, I'm going to remove myself from the logical mind, the left side of the brain, right? We did a whole podcast with how neuroscience is catching up, right? Uh, on this. So if you want to learn about language, you can go back and listen to that episode with one of our guests, but this is the koans are designed to go meditate on something beyond that. Like literally go in. And when I, when I first, somebody told me years ago, like, Hey, what is the sound of one hand clapping? I, the first thing I did was like, go to my mind to do it. And then over time, I, I kept, just Googled. <laughs> well, you went to your mind, your mind said go Google, right? Yes. So then, but when you actually, even if you know the answer, yeah. just go there and actually meditate on it. Like, what is that? Because ego is a contraction. So isn't the world is a contraction, right? So ego is like a, like when you get angry, there is a contraction that is happening right? Like, like you tighten up, mm -hmm. right? That's just, it's the egoic level of anger, irritation, jealousy, frustration, all of those calls a tightening, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a contraction in the world. Everything contraction extracts. And so that's the once it's the whole universe because you are actually part of the whole universe. I don't know why I just thought of this when you were explaining that, but all of those, what are commonly referred to as more negative emotions are this contraction. Yeah. And then I think of love, joy, fulfillment, yes. their expansion. Expansion. It's exactly right. I don't right. know why I didn't just, I, I mean, like I knew that, but it just. You just had a knowing. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and that is the, ex that yes. is, you need both. Yes. To, that is the sound of one yeah. hand clapping. Yeah. It's the whole contraction of the universe. That's it. There's in, there's out, there's flow, there's there. That's why sometimes water still, sometimes a, um, a leaf rattles it. 
It's all of it, right? So it's always expansion and contraction. Your breath expands and contracts. Night mm -hmm. and day expands and contracts, right? Mm -hmm. well, well, technically, right? Yeah. But like everything, your breath, everything. Well, con contrast. Yes, yeah. everything's kind of going there. So it's the, the sound of one and clapping. It's just the whole universe. There's no, and then there's a whole bunch of like little cycles in there that are kind of contracting, you know, like your breath. But the whole universe is in a contraction phase all the time. And then well, in an expansion and contraction, back expansion, yes. contraction, expansion, contraction. That's why if you get to like, and this is getting deeper, but like if you get to like lunar lunar, like, uh, readings, like you, like I've done a lot of readings with pundits in India, right. About like your future based on your birth chart of when you are. And really what they're doing is they're comparing it to the lunar cycle, which is an expansion contraction Exactly. of like, Hey, today's a great time to go out there. It's, it's your energy can be wider today, right? Mm -hmm. Or today's not a good time. There's less available energy within the universe to be able to go out there for good deeds, whatever it is. Right. I'm just kind of giving you examples, mm -hmm. but it's really what they're saying is just, they're talking about where do you line up in this day? in terms of expansion and contraction from the whole universe. Yeah. That's where they base all of that stuff on. And so when he says like, how old am I? If you didn't know how old you are, if you get out of your mind, what you realize is that you actually have no age. There is no age. And I can even ask other questions that go with that. It's like, when you ask that, it's like, if you go beyond the mind, you realize I'm there. There is no age. Like, what color are you? What do you look like beyond the mind? What do you feel like? Right? What denseness are you? And I'm serious. Like you, yeah. then there is no answer. The answer is for age is there is no age. There is no denseness. I actually have no color. It's just, it's just, you're there <laughs> and you can actually go beyond. And then the mind will jump in and say, well, no, no, no you're a human being. Go, yes. That's the form that you're taking right now, living through a human experience, but who you really are is way beyond that. And that way beyond that is you to be able to get beyond the mind. And that's kind of explaining enlightenment awakening. Cause it, people are using these words so interchangeably that I mean, people need to stop using the word enlightenment because only masters are really truly enlightened. Enlightenment really in my definition is how I see this is somebody who's in a permanent state of merging themselves in the universe, right? Like the Buddha, right? Or Jesus Christ, right? Or any of those people that have taken mother, maybe the Teresa, right? Like there's so merged, right? Like it's like the Buddha said that when he came back, like he was like saw like himself as like a, like a using words to describe what he felt mm -hmm. like he was a raindrop falling into the ocean. When he fell into the ocean, he said, find me. How would you find a raindrop falling into an ocean? You can't. That's how he now saw himself everywhere. Right. So what word would you use instead of an enlightened? Well, I think individual. awakened, awakened person, okay. uh, which really what awakened means, um, which is, I believe where my path is, right. You're just, you're awakened enough because I get pulled out of awakened too, right. I get pissed off sometimes mm -hmm. anger and I recognize it. The difference is how fast you get out of it. Exactly. Right. Like maybe it pulled, like when somebody says something about you, you're, an awakened being or enlightened being may not feel anything, right? Cause they're just in such a state An awakened being goes, Oh shit, that kind of hurt. <sighs> okay. Now it's mm -hmm. gone. And I don't, I don't mean gone. Like you're trying to get it out. It's like the energy isn't there anymore. Right. It came in, you felt it and it's out. Just like the wind blows, it blew the emotion right through you. But as it blew the emotion through you, you felt it. Right. And years prior, it might've taken weeks to or never move through that. Many people have never gone through it. They, people yeah. say they get divorced, but you're not divorced. You're still living inside your mind with the person. Mm. Right. I mean, seriously, yeah. like, Oh, Matt's going to be there. I'm not going to that party. Yeah. Like they're still living in it. It's like the emotion has, well, you divorced. Yes. You divorced physically, but not mentally. I don't want to call this person. I don't want to be there. If they're going to be there. It's like, well, what do you mean? I thought you're divorced. No, they could be there. I don't want to see him. Right. 
And so the whole thing is like it, and, and maybe you just decide not to go. That's different. But if you're going there to try to avoid something else, it means that your energy still goes up inside you. It means you haven't an awakened being means I recognize when I'm being taken out of center of myself or balanced and when I'm not. And when I, and then there's this moment that, um, you know, as you, on your path to personal growth, consciousness growth, spiritual growth, it doesn't, it's irrelevant what word you use, right? It's all the same, right? When you, when you, when you come down to this moment, there's a moment right before you're about to lose your seat of self, or just use a non-Zen word, when you're about to be, um, where your energy is about to shift to a defensive position, mm-hmm. or you're just going to be off balance. And everyone knows what that means, right? I don't think hopefully like when you about to get angry, you feel the anger coming in. And then all of a sudden you recognize the minute when you're angry, there's a moment there that you can actually pause, use your willpower, which is willpower was really designed for and not touch it. And an awakened being is better at that. And so that when they see the moment, they go, I'm about to get hit. I'm being hit. I'm seeing it. I feel it. I'm not going to touch it. It's still there. I can see it. It's gone. Mm. That's it. And that just gets smaller. That little, that it just, that moment gets smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. and maybe even becomes non-existent. At some point. Right. I think Michael Singer actually gave me an example one time, not to me personally, but he gave an example out there that he said, um, he used to teach us in the seventies. He said like a, like an average person's mind. I think I may even share this before. Like an average person's mind, like they're driving around they're going, Oh, look at the, you know, I just got on the road. Why is everyone driving 30 miles an hour, 35 in here? It's just ridiculous. Oh, look at that cow. Who wants a cow? This is ridiculous. Like, okay, look at this like tree. It's bent over, over here. Oh man. Somebody's got a Ferrari. They got a Ferrari. Why would they get a red Ferrari? I don't even understand. It's top down. You can't even drive it. If I was going to get a Ferrari, I'd have a black one. Oh man. Uh, somebody's eating an apple over here in this thing. I wish I had an apple, but I had a banana this morning instead of an apple. I should have chosen an apple. Why didn't I choose an apple? Apple, right? That's how somebody's mind talks the whole time. A yogi's mind who's dedicated to the path of awakening. Well, this is what it'll, it'll look like. They're driving down. They're like, oh, the 25th, there's an apple. You know, there's a fray. Like it just, the thought starts to come in and they just don't touch it. And so therefore they never grabs a hold of them. So they stay centered. Meaning because the first example you gave to me sounds like it, um, observation coupled with judgment and stories is that themselves what exactly the egoic level of consciousness does yes second version you said it just sounds like observance to me it's just awareness without awakened without because they still see things but there's no judgment or story attached to it It, the first thing they'll teach you when you go into zen buddhism is a rock is a rock tree is a tree and a flower is purple and you just say it again like there's a purple flower there purple a rock's a rock the highest form of enlightenment is detachment from anything. I mean, you're not seeing yourself in it. You're just seeing it for what it is. And most people don't do that. Most people are, are listening to the narration or judgment of their stories based mm-hmm. on their mind. So when we ask a question like, how old are you? Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't know how old you are, people go to the judgment mind. It's a way of saying you go to your mind for everything. It's not right. Is the right answer whatever age you currently are? Cause that's just an observation. No, that's it's it, yes. Physically in this lifetime. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the age of you just want to use it. But what if, if somebody, another group in India used a different way of referencing words or year or letter or letters or how old you are. Yes. So it's almost irrelevant. We just, we just all made up 35 years. That's just a made up term for us to communicate, which is fine. Just don't get attached to it. Right. Versus you go to your, you get beyond your mind and you're just in a, you're just in a, uh, a seat of self, which is like, you see the world for what it is. A rock is a rock. A tree is a tree in a purple flower. Why is the flower? I just made it purple up. and not just a flower. I did it just like, you see a purple flower. It's a purple flower. You go, why is it purple? How come it's not yellow? 
It's just, a, I'm just kind of, see, now you're going to your mind. I'm just giving you shit a little bit because a rock is a rock, a tree, a tree. Why isn't a flower a flower? Their flower is a flower. Okay. There you go. Right. And it can be whatever color it is. It's still the flower. It's just there. Age is just age. It's just a term. It's not you. None of that is. And so all these koans are designed for you to meditate on. And just and if you can use this type of practice daily and you can do this. And this is why I love the, the, the spirituality component in our lives where we are today which is why business is a conduit for our personal growth, our spiritual growth, our conscious growth, because we don't live in a society where we're going to go sit in a cave and meditate and not be bothered for 36 hours a day, right? I know there's 24, but you get my point, right? That was, that's, that's easy, right? You hear a lot of spiritual teachers, like, it'd be very easy to go meditate all day and be in this wonderful state because you're not, anything's nothing bothering you because you're avoiding the world, mm. right? Versus now we're in this, we're in this part of this world where we just go get to interact with it and we're choosing to do it in business. Some people may do it in school teaching. Some people may do it in janitorial. Some people may do it in engineering or whatever it is. You're just out there experiencing it. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to come in and it's going to show you what's messed up in you. <laughs> and that's your opportunity to let go. It's not designed to move away from it and, and not have money or have money. That's the point when people say, I'm just going to give all my money up away for simplicity. Well, that's the same thing going after money. It's the same ne negative energy. You're still just using a distraction instead of interacting with life. And that's what an awakened person just wakes up every day and says, I'm an apple tree. Apple trees produce apples sometimes. Sometimes they don't. And when I do, I drop them for everyone to come. It's like you're just, I'm just using an example, but they just serve and contribute, right? That's really all that it is. <laughs> Sorry. And you're getting all, yeah, and you're just getting excited. I was trying to avoid I know, I saw that. That was good. You did a good job for a little bit there. Yeah. So to wrap this up, use any of these or just go find your, just go Google koans and a whole bunch will pull up and just use this as a practice, as a meditative state. And by the way, um, when you feel like you're, you are starting to get pulled into it and you have the awareness to go, what could be a good koan? Just ask the questions. What is the sound of one hand clapping? And it'll, it should pull you out or what age am I? If I don't know what age I am or another one you could ask is like, you know, what did you look like before you were born? That's another great koan. And the answer is because you, you can't physically go there and do that. You go to your mind instantly first, but if you get beyond the mind, you go, what did I look like before I was born? I just instantly think of the movie soul. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause you have an image yeah. and because your mind triggered it and say, what's the closest thing that yeah. I can give to Hallie that gives her a representation of something that she can use Yes. instead of getting beyond that and actually going, what is it? And that's the meditative state that we're trying to get people to. And that's the whole point of koans is to provoke learning in the way of awakening human consciousness. Hey, thanks for hanging with Hallie and I today and for listening to the show. However, if you are interested in getting a short email from me in your inbox each Tuesday, when a new episode drops, you can. These emails are super short. I just cover whatever I happen to be thinking about each week, whether that's an article or a quote I've shared, a book I've read, or a new product that I'm loving. Plus info on the latest episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If that sounds like something you want to check out, we'd love you to. Just go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash email.